now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Right here on Truckers Radio USA. I'm Roger Isles. I'm Leo Isles. And we are the Derriers. Doing what we have gotten to be moderately competent at. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, I, that's the best I That's can low do. praise. That's low praise. <laughs> I don't want to over, over th- you know, overthink yeah. this. Yeah. It's, but, not, it's not like it's that difficult. No, it's not that right. difficult. Right. Yeah. So we just travel around. We just travel around. And and listen to music. Listen to music. Yeah. That's about it. Talk yeah. about it. That, and then we talk about it. Yeah. That's about what we're doing right now. That's right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, folks ask us, they say, Derriers. Exactly what is Americana music? And that's a fair question. We we do get asked that a lot. Well, it's a fair question it's to fair. which we have a decent answer. A decent answer. Uh, it's a passable answer. It's a, you know, it's a definition. It's our opinion. It's our opinion. Uh, and uh, it's music with... Distinctive, distinctive American, American roots. roots, and that's got a lot of you know open territory. Oh, there's all kind of music all kind of stuff, uh, under yeah. that uh, you know that uh, moniker. It could be it could be grunge. It could be cocktail. Oh, it could be cocktail. Yeah, it could be ska. It could be rumba. Oh, and it could also be a sweeper. Okay, uh, it could be Motown. <laughs> it could actually be a sea shanty. Oh, it could. It could. It? Yeah. Wow. wow. Interesting. Boy, you're digging deep here. I'm digging deep. Uh, it could be ragtime. Show tunes. Uh, funk. Swing. Doo-wop. Country. And what else? Boogaloo. Yes, and it has been Boogaloo It has here, been Boogaloo uh, More before. than once, and I'm sure it will be again I'm in the sure future. I'm sure you're correct. Uh, and the format of the show is that uh, we show up each week, uh, each of us, with a virtual fistful of tunes. Exactly. That we have not yet disclosed to the other guy. Right. And we parse them out one at a time, and we take turns starting the show. And Leo, this is your turn. It's my turn to start. Yeah. Uh, I got a, I, I, I've had this band. I've been thinking about featuring them for quite a while. But you know how it is. You, you keep an active list going. Oh, and you know. something else pops up. And right. You go, oh, wait, this would be more uh, this appropriate. This would be better. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one kind of gets shoved back and shoved back. Until I... I just recently learned of the recent passing of uh, somebody who uh, was kind of important in, uh-huh. the, in the scene, uh, in the pop scene back in the early 70s. And uh, so I'm talking to a band that uh, it was a duo uh, uh, comprised of a guy named James Eugene Seals and Daryl George Dash Crofts. Oh, Seals and Crofts. Seals and Crofts. Yeah. And you know, they're both from Texas. Okay. And uh, they were best known for their the song, which I'll just go ahead and tell you what I'm going to feature, is Summer Breeze. Yeah, it's a great tune. It's a great tune, it really is. Uh, but they, uh, they, they peaked. I mean, they got up on the charts and were up in the single digits uh, on the uh, top 10. And they just, they churned out a whole bunch of, um, you know, interesting songs. Right. They, another thing interesting about these guys is that they were early advocates of the Baha'i faith. Right, and they weren't uh, they weren't shy about talking about it either. It's a very benevolent little religious uh, organization that I've always kind of admired. But anyway, they uh, they actually practice their faith openly at their concerts and stuff, which is kind of cool. You know, they lived what they believed in. Right. Anyway, uh, they had a couple of interesting things in their background. They're, they were they were both born in Texas. 
Um, and uh, they actually went down uh, to Los Angeles to become part of a band called The Champs. Oh, seriously? Now, th- this was the band that did the song Tequila. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they, but they got in the band after it was you know, they had their big hit. So they were part of the touring uh, ensemble. And uh, then they, they, uh, they also spent some time touring in 1959 uh, of, uh, with Eddie Cochran. Oh, seriously. So these guys had their chops. Yeah, you know? they did, yeah. And they really did it right. So anyway, they, um, they got into uh, another person that was in this ensemble was Glenn Campbell. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So they all were in that band at the same time. And uh, then they, they formed another band with Glenn Campbell uh, called uh, Glenn Campbell and the GCs. Okay. And they held that together for a couple of years until other projects came along and they all went their, their ways. Anyway, they decided to go head forward uh, as a duo. And uh, with a Seals on guitar, saxophone, and violin, and Crofts on guitar and mandolin. Okay. And then they hired, they had side guys to fill in the rest of it and everything. But they they played with people, uh, they were featured along people with Black Sabbath and the Eagles, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, Deep Purple, Earth, Wind and Fire. They they went on all these, you know, the big tours. And that's interesting because, you know, they're kind of folky, you know. And that's they're right. with all these hard rock uh, grooves. That's, that's right, man. <laughs> I bet they were the opening act. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, there's one other connection I'm going to explore later, too, because... Um, uh, Seals had a brother named Dan, and uh, he was in a band uh, called, uh, 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 what was it? They called it England Dan and John Ford Coley. Yeah, okay, right. They were, they were siblings. Okay. And we'll get into that later. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I, this, like I said, it came up is that uh, James Seals had a stroke in 2017, and he just passed away. Oh, wow. Uh, just uh, earlier this summer. Okay. So, and I said, well, you know, what the heck? Let's put this song on. Kind of an homage uh, to a great band and a great tune from 1972, Summer Breeze. See the curtains hanging in the window in the evening on a Friday night. A little light is shining through the window, lets me know everything's alright. Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Jazz part in my mind Summer breeze Makes me feel fine Going through the jazz part in my And playing her tune And 
That's one of those songs that just kind of puts you back in your place. You oh, know? yeah. My buddy Rick in college, I love them. We listen to them a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 Big influencers. Yeah. Well, good pick, Leo. All right. We're off and running, Roger. What's What you got for me? Uh, well, I stumbled across somebody uh, that I like quite a bit, and uh, his name is Matthew James Atkins. Uh, never heard of him before. No. Nope. Like I say, it just uh, popped up on my playlist. Um uh, the the uh, review I read uh, on his album says it's a little country, a little more soul, and a whole lot of heart and grit. <laughs> uh, he says he was raised on a steady diet of John Denver, Willie Nelson, and Waylon Jennings. Hmm. And he said his family wasn't really musical, but he, he felt a pull towards music at a very young age. And he said it was so strong. Uh, he said he'd get a feeling from certain songs that just gripped his soul. And it, huh. it was like it, he was uncomfortable talking about it. Really? Yeah, you know, I'm just a, a really a, a, a emotional thing. Well, you know? I can get that, I guess. Yeah, sure. So uh, he said uh, he was a karaoke cowboy, and uh, he, he ultimately met a bluegrass guitarist who came much like a second father to him, got himself a guitar, and he says, the second I got it, I was writing. Wow. And uh, eventually he shared his first song with his mentor, who responded enthusiastically, and, and you know, hmm. he kept going with it. So... Uh, he released this album in 2021, so it's pretty uh, current. And the album is called Stoned on My Own. And uh, the cut is, that we're going to listen to is Rivers and Streams. Like rivers and streams Like leaves in the breeze Like a cold, cold wind In late December Broken my heart Left me on to the gone Yeah Like rivers and streams You always seem to run Rivers and streams They flow where they will Chill. Oh, oh, oh. Spread me off 
I didn't see that ending coming. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Know, uh, yeah, with baby. that very uh, uh, stately uh, intro. Yeah, and everything. yeah, that's right. Oh, this yeah. is so mellow. Yeah. Not so much. It builds. It it's builds good. up. Wow. Cool. Okay, Leo, back to you. You know, um, we recently did a, a road trip uh, with our, our, our pal, Lori. And uh, during that uh, time, we were talking about the radio show, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, she mentioned this whole genre of about women in women of Western swing. Okay. And I, I wrote it down at the time, and I decided I'd kind of look into it. And it's kind of it is a thing. It's cause on an organization. There's actually a, a program um, out there that's recurring, uh, but it's it's a broader um, thing. If you stop think about it, you think about uh, Western music in general as a pretty male dominated. True, kind of a thing, mm-hmm. and you, then you hear sometimes, okay, there's a this is band, then it's got a female vocalist or whatever, a player. Well, this I found this band that's 100% women. Nice, and uh, the gal's name was Esther Neal. She went by the name of Abby. Okay, and uh, she was born in 1918, but her she her career lasted over 50 years. Wow. Now, so here's kind of interesting thing. She was one of eight children. Um, and uh, her, her brother taught her to play the violin when she was eight years old. And by the time she was 12, she was already part of a family group playing for square dances and that sort of stuff, right? Wow. okay. And then she left the violin for a while to play Hawaiian guitar, but eventually she returned to the violin, the fiddle, of course, and uh, she played with the uh, Dubois Symphony Orchestra, Orchestra for a while. So, you know, she had her chops down. Yeah. But the recordings I found of her were mostly playing steel. And she had this kind of very stage-like steel guitar that was on a platform with a big thing across the front with a band name on it and the whole thing. Very oh, style, yeah. Very stylized. Sure, yeah. Uh, I like thing. that. But uh, among other things, uh, this gal toured five times in Vietnam uh, during the war. Oh, wow. And overall, she performed for U.S. military personnel from 1944 until 1965. Wow. With stops in Greenland, Guam, Hawaii, Japan, Korea, the South Pacific Islands, Taiwan, Iwo Jima... El Labrador and Saipan. This wow. woman was a world traveler, and she took this all-girl band with her ever she everywhere she went. Way to go! Now she got hurt in an accident. Uh, she she, um, she slid on ice in a car, and she was laid up in the hospital for like sixteen weeks. But listen, unsolicited, uh, when word uh, of her situation uh, came out, uh, there were over six hundred handkerchiefs uh, sent to her. <laughs> And monetary uh, donations, and she donated all this to uh, institutions that have crippled children. I'll be darned. So she's, she was a hell of a lady. All yeah. The way. Uh, anyway, after the re- recovering from the injury, she moved to Nevada and eventually put together this thing. And the band had a kind of a, a you know, um, what am I saying, a recurrent different members that come and go. But it was always all female. Cool. Now, this particular cut I'm going to uh, play, it was recorded in 1956. And it's called, I'll Take Back That Heartache. And the lead singer in this was a gal named Betty Brent, and she was like a teenager when they did this recording. So there you go. From 1956, it's Abby Neal and her band, I'll Take Back That Heartache. Tell me life, run around, got out of fight, to 
Got a, a Buddy Holly vibe yeah. going for it. Lots That's of cool stuff. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun. That's nice. Oh, hey, it's it's time. Like yeah, there. we're we're out of time for this yeah, segment. Yeah, we got to take so, a short break. Uh, uh, tomorrow's moving day. It's always moving day, and uh, so we got to go pick up the trash and check yeah. that left rear inside, inside duel. duel. I you think it's what? your turn. It's your turn. Oh dang it! Yeah, somebody has to keep track, and it's always me. <laughs> it's okay, fine. Yeah, so okay. Give me a minute. I better go suit up. I gotta go suit okay. up. All right. So you do that. Uh, I'll pick up the trash, and we'll be back here pretty quick. This is the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers Radio USA. We're back. We're back. What? What? We're, I thought we're, we're back. Hey, take that stupid mask off. Well, put the mask on. It's one of my safety features. You're inside. You're done. Oh, okay, fine. Better? Are you do, happy well, now? Do you feel better? No. I feel <laughs> unsafe. <laughs> you are unsafe. Well, okay, fine. I mean, there's no question Thank about that. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate it. My goodness. Um, you know... Uh, <laughs> That's uh, that's really something, uh, you know. Hey, I keep meaning to say this. Uh, you know uh, that uh, uh, that Brad Keselowski. Yeah, he really knows what he's talking about. He knows uh, his tires. You know he? tires. You know he's yeah. a NASCAR driver driving mm-hmm. about a thousand miles an hour. Right. And you know, but it still counts. You know, it does. Uh, you know, like when you're driving sixty. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And by the way, how was the tire? Two pounds down. Okay. That's not bad. Well, that's not bad considering we drove, we, we drove all the way ways, yeah. from the coast. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were just driving so fast that it didn't get a chance to lose air. <laughs> could be. Well, maybe we had to think about think that. About now, a 55 a is it for, for Rosie. Well, we were anxious to get here. That's true. Of course, we because we're, we're pushing it. We're broadcasting this week, not from a Shady Grove RV park at all. We're broadcasting from the uh, uh, Winfield uh, Music Festival. That's right. On the uh, county, count, uh, county campground, yeah. uh, the fairgrounds. Area. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, man. Uh, yeah. I understand that um, uh, Bart Redford uh, uh, gave you a call when we launched it, that missile. There's the rocket. Yeah. yeah the, the missile. rocket. Yeah. It, it actually kind of landed close. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh. he's, it's in the pecan grove. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, they're used to that kind they're of stuff. They're used to that sort of thing. You know, they thought it was just another firework. <laughs> so, okay. Well, sorry, Bart. Sorry, uh, we, we're sorry about we, that. We, th- we our, thought we had it aimed right for stage six. Our but, guidance system leaves something to be denied. Uh, we need to get a new milk crate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> to lean it against. I did so, everything at this so, point. So, you know, well, you know, of course, I mean, we had to leave a jam session to come in and record the show. That's but, right. The, the party's out there, man. I think man. so. You think it's still going on? Let's find out. Okay, hey, let's check. check. We'll get, open the door okay. here. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It's, it's still going strong. It's, it's going, man. Okay. Wow. Hey, keep on, guys. We'll be back out in a little bit when we're done. Yeah, we'll be, don't, don't have too much fun without us. Yeah. Okay. Save a little fun for us. Wow. All right. We'll be right there. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's get back to it. Okay. So, uh, you know, people ask us, they say, Derriers, exactly why is it that you uh, travel all over this great country of ours uh, in that old RV uh, and uh, stay in, mostly in Shady Grove RV parks? I used to apologize for it, but now I, I say it's in our mission in life. It, it is kind of a mission. It's a mission. Yeah. If we didn't do it, it wouldn't need to be done. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Well, you know, and we used to we used to kind of whine about the fact that, uh, you know, we didn't have a ranch. Our no. compadres uh, on Truckers Radio USA have ranches. Ranches, yes, you they know? do. Uh, for instance, Rex Allen Jr. has the Rock and Diamond R Ranch right. in the Dos Cabezas Mountains. You know, if he was here, we would offer him Dos Cervezas. We would, but he didn't uh, offer them to us, did he? Well, no. No. Well, we've never been to his place. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I guess we've never been invited. Maybe if we go, he'd give us, you know, I, I bet he Dos would. Cervezas. Yeah. Uh, of course, Alan Bailey has the Swinging Gate Ranch out there in uh, western Kansas. Uh, Tennessee Jim, the Diamond W Ranch on the edge of the Kansas Flint Hills. And, of course, our buddy Oren Friesen has the Rock and Banjo Ranch. We saw him a little bit ago right down here. He's festival. right down here in Winfield with yeah. us. So. Yeah. That's cool. So, and, you know, we we kind of said, well, we wish we had a ranch. And, and our pal Suzanne said, hey, dummies. <laughs> hey, dummies. Uh, which is how we need to be talked That's to. That's true. Uh, she said, look, you've got the biggest ranch of all. You've got the entire continental United States. Exactly. Exactly. You could say you have a ranch without, without fences. fences. Yes, and uh, and we r- ramble that range in our RV called Ramblin' Rose. Ramblin' Rose. Why you? Yeah, that's her name. Yeah. Rosie gets us there. Sweet uh, Rosie. Coast to coast. Coast to coast. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. I kind of forget. Oh, I know whose turn it is. It's your turn. It's my turn. Okay, I was keeping track this time. Well, way to go. Oh, it's so you. unlike you. Yeah, it is. Uh, our buddy Hank told me about a really, really interesting um, uh, musician, and her name was uh, Elizabeth Eaton Converse, uh, but she uh, uh, changed her name to Connie, Connie Converse. Uh, really, really interesting story. She was born in 1924. She disappeared in August of 1974. Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, she was um, she was born uh, into like a real strict uh, Baptist family. Her father was a minister, and um, so you know she was she was raised very strict. Uh, but during the fifties, um, she moved uh, to Greenwich Village. Okay, and that's when she changed her name to Connie. It, it became kind of a nickname, mm-hmm. and um, so she began writing songs and performing them for friends, uh, accompanying herself on the guitar. She began smoking during this time and started drinking traits strongly contrary to her religious upbringing. Go say. figure! And um, in your face, Ma. Her parents rejected her music career, and her father uh, died never having ever heard her sing. Wow, that's too bad. Well, all those things. Her only known public performance was a brief television appearance in 1954 on the morning show on CBS with Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. Really? Yeah. In 1956, she recorded an album uh, for her brother. Uh, and uh, that, uh, and by 1961, she was still living in Greenwich Village. Now that was the same year Bob Dylan moved to Greenwich Village. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, and he quickly met mainstream success. 
Well, she had, hadn't, and she'd grown really frustrated uh, with it, and she moved to Ann Arbor, Michigan, where her brother Philip was a professor. All right. Uh, okay. Um, she, she just kind of quit writing songs. She was burnt out, depressed. And um, so she, uh, um, her parents asked her to go along on a trip to Alaska, and uh, she begrudgingly agreed and, uh, and came back even more depressed. Nice. And, and so in August of 74, uh, days after her 50th birthday, she wrote a series of letters to family and friends discussing her intention to make a new life somewhere else. Um, she said things like, let me go, let me be if I can, let me not be if I can't. Hmm. Um, so she just, you know, wanted to get away from it. Uh, in her letter to her brother, Philip, she included a check and requests that he make sure her health insurance was paid for and in good standing for a certain amount of time following her departure, hmm. but for him to cease paying the policy on a certain date. So wow. she really just wrote her ticket. Yeah, right? she did. Um, uh, her family, uh, at one point, they hired a private investigator, you know, to track her down, and and they, they he found somebody by that name in either Kansas or Oklahoma, but he said, "Look, if I find her and she doesn't want to be found, I can't." You know, I, I can't, can't unfind I her. Can't fi- and I can't disclose that. To yeah, her. yeah. Wow. And so they kind of just gave up on it. But her music um, really didn't uh, get played until 2004. Um, and uh, some other people found it and started releasing it. Um, it is, um, she is considered uh, one of the earliest known recordings in singer songwriter genre music. Really? She was just like a, a huh. kind of a pioneer of that. Wow. Um, it's really simple. And, and, I mean, and, and the songs are not simple. I mean, you can hear they're, they're, they're complex, but her and a guitar, uh, just, just beautiful in its simplicity. And I had a hard time picking one, but I, I ended up picking one. The album is called How Sad, How Lonely, <laughs> which kind of talks about her, I guess. And the song is called John Brady. We put here for John.
That is um, yeah. a very interesting uh, story. Yeah, I tell you, it's it's truly fascinating, and she's uh, she's so good and great guitarist. Great guitarist, yeah. yeah. It was really clean, and you could tell it's a you know just home an recording. recording. I, we think we heard a, a car go by just there like during us. the bridge when we're sitting inside of Rosie. You can <laughs> yeah. hear the cars going by. Trucks, it happens. Yeah. Trucks with their Jake brakes and stuff. Well, that, that's really uh, that's very interesting. Well, thank you, Hank. That is is truly a treasure. I really hope she gets recognition uh, and people start doing her songs. They're just great. Yeah, uh, that's, really, that's really, cool really stuff. interesting stuff. Cool stuff. Okay, Leo. Well, I think it's back to you. You know, I, I you know how it is. You start looking at one thing and you run across something else, and that's yes. kind of what happened to me here. There's a band called Okerville River, and Roger, I, I'm not. I went back and looked. I don't think we feature this band, but I know I've listened to the song uh, before, but I had kind of forgotten about it because I was looking about for something else, and it led me backwards to this. Now, now this band, um, they did this song called uh, Kansas City. Right. Okay. Sure. And the, and the album was released in in two thousand and two, and but the band takes its name from a short story by a Russian guy, uh, a gal, sorry, um, an author, Titania Tostalia, and it's set on the river of Okerville in Saint Petersburg. Okay. Okay. So they but the band became uh, started as a trio made up of a couple of friends, and they uh, all got together in New Hampshire when they started out. But the, the founding members became friends uh, while they were going to Kimball Union Academy in um, Meriden, New Hampshire. And they parted ways after they graduated, and they all ended up going to Austin. And they lived together, and they started a band. And it, they, they just kept going out. Their first gig was at a, a place called Steamboat in Austin in January of 1999. But listen, they did their first album in a garage, right? I love okay. that. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, but on the basis of that album, they signed with a label, and they then started releasing more albums. Four of them all together that I know, uh, including a concept album called Black Sheep Boy. But they have garnered a lot of positive critical recognition. But I want to play this song because it relates back to something else I want to do later. Okay. So this is the band Okerville River. This is the song is called Kansas City, and it was released in two thousand and two. Kansas City, move pretty baby where the sky 
promises dead on lips Mark 1534 Talk next to her hill She wants to move to Kansas City Move to Kansas City Oh, pretty baby Where the sky is so blue Well, I jumped in the water Started to drown Thought of her walking Turned back around I want to move to Kansas City Move to Kansas I want to on two feet now she can go where she wants she can even move to Kansas City move to Kansas City move free baby we're in the skies songs written about Kansas City. Yeah. And uh, we featured several of them on this show sure we have. over the last couple of years. Yeah. That's certainly one. 
Yeah. That's a little different than the it other It is ones. different. It's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's, oh, it's I it's like a, that. Good. I'm glad you yeah. did. Yeah. Uh, look at the time here, Raj. Why oh, yeah. To what's up next? Well, you know, um, I, I've been, I'm still working on uh, the bread machine. Yeah, you brought the bread machine because yeah. I haven't seen a lot of action going Well, here. you know, I, I set the smoke alarm off twice. And you also uh, blew the circuit once yeah, at that camera. I know. I know. Okay. So I'm still working on that. But in the meantime, I'm thinking about trying to go after these guys. They don't really sound like they have it together too well, but uh, at this point, (laughs) we'll talk about anything, anything, right? Sure, you bet. Okay, we'll see what you think of these guys. Okay. Minute version, take number one. Look at that sunbeam bread right there. See it, feel it, taste, compare. It's the one and only bread, dear friends, with no holes, no streaks, no poor ends. Add the fact that there's lots more of what you mothers buy bread for. See? Okay, we're backing up. Look out. That's what we're doing. We're backing up. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah, we do back up. That's right. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, this is the part of the show where we just get right down and... Beg, beg people, yeah. uh, you know. We go- used to try to be subtle about it, yeah. you know, and yeah. nobody got it. Yeah, well, I don't know that they have yet, but probably uh, not. But uh, you know, uh, go to our website, would you? Uh, you know, uh, on, how, how much trouble it would take? It's I mean, not that hard, no, uh, and it's pretty. Clicks, it's pretty entertaining. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah the one for this show is thederrieres.com, and our usual warning on this yes. is. Don't forget to put the. Oh yeah, it's a it's a small word, but if you it forget it, lot. you it, will never forget it. It becomes huge. Yeah. if you get my meaning. Well, yeah. Okay, that's true. That's fine. Uh, you know, uh, of course, the one for the band is. Well, that's threetrailswest.com with the number three on the front of it there. Right, and you can go there and find our schedule, and you can order you know LPs, CDs, actually, and uh, stickers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you go to uh, the and go to the Americana Roadshow tab. Uh, you can download or listen to any of our past episodes um, or at your leisure. At your leisure, preferably while wearing your leisure, leisure suit. suit. How do yeah. you spend your leisure time? Uh, in my leisure in suit. In your leisure suit. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and uh, by the way, uh, not only can you get them there, you can now uh, listen to our show on Spotify, Spotify yeah. Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. You made a list. I've, no, I've been working. Oh, you've been working. Yeah. Okay. So right. uh, trying to get your, whatever your taste is, whoever, whoever your go-to is for right. uh, that type of stuff. Uh, so so do that. And now you have no excuse, uh, as our buddy Mike Carr says, go, go nowhere without, without the, the dairy dairy That's right. Thanks, Mike. Well, listen, we're moving on to this next segment now. We are. And it's your turn. It is. Okay. Okay. Our and buddy, you've got one of those looks on your face right now. Oh, man. Our buddy, Jason. Uh-huh. Uh, we talk about him a lot. We do. And he comes up with some stuff. This guy is also quite the historian. Yes. Uh, he, he turned, and I think he turned you onto this, too. I he might did. have just beat, beat you to it. Uh, but it's a group called the Dumpster Lads. And mm-hmm. I had never heard of them before. Yeah. You know, but uh, he gives a, a history of it here. It says, in the fall of 1963, five high school friends in Sparta, Minnesota, formed the Dumpster Lads, exploring the garage rock and surf instrumental genre. They performed at several high school dances, VFW halls, FFA and 4-H events, and one funeral throughout the state. <laughs> oh, plus one dance in Omaha, Nebraska. So uh, these guys, uh, guitar, electric bass guitar, um, organ, drums, 
and bassoon. Yes. Yeah. Our sister played the bassoon. She did. Yeah. She played it quite well. She did. Uh, so uh, really an interesting story. I really can't go through the whole thing. You might have to uh, check with Jason on that. But uh, they they got a deal, and they, um, they did press some records, um, about 1,000 copies of each single. They did five singles. Uh, yet only 126 are known to exist among collectors. So this is rare. Right. Rare listening we're going to do here. Nobody kept them. That's the thing. Well, no. It said every single one of those copies had some odd problem where the records deteriorated quickly after oh, each play. Really? Yeah. After each play? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm with you. Go ahead. Right. So apparently Jason was able to get a hold of some pristine copies and he digitized them. Right. And he sent us a CD of them. So, I mean... Thank goodness thank, for that. Oh, thank I mean, God he, for he, Jason. Yeah, really. he saved he saved this music, saved this music uh, for yes. everybody. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, so it says uh, many decades later, the original tape reels were found in the Hovis family barn, and uh, they somehow survived the harsh winters and blazingly hot summers, two floods, and four shootouts on the property. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, this is a collection uh, of the Dumpster Lads uh, singles from 1966 to 68, and and I picked this one because I really I like when uh, musicians um, include nature mm-hmm. uh, in with their music. And yes. you know, some people are very good at it. These guys are okay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> let's give this song a listen. The Dumpster Lads doing the quail. Thank you. 
Yeah, baby. That was wow. You know, uh, Jason, it's just we're, amazing. Uh, we're in your debt, Jason. For the fact that he was able to that. unearth these very r- yeah. rare recordings yeah. is just and amazing. And save them for, uh, for, uh, for all, all of us. For all obscurity. All, of, all, all obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Leo, it's back uh, to you. Oh, boy, that's hard to follow. Is it? Yes, it is. Okay, uh, I'm going to talk about a guy named Richard Pierce Havens. Okay. And they, uh, he eventually uh, shortened his name to Richie. Richie Havens. Right. Now, listen. You, this is one of the luckiest sons of guns ever lived because his big break came at Woodstock. Yep. Okay. So just to back up a little bit, uh, he was of Native American uh, descent, he, Blackfoot. Okay? okay. And on his father's side, and uh, the British West Indies on his mother's side. All right. Pretty cool background yeah. there. And uh, but his grandfather was a Blackfoot of the Montana South Dakota area. So he guy had some interesting uh, Native American connections here, but his his grandfather and great uncle joined Buffalo Bill's Wild West show. Oh, really? And moved to New York City after that and settled in the Shinnecock Reservation on Long Island. I'll be darned. So that's man, that's interesting stuff. I never really knew about this. Anyway, um, he, as a kid, he got together with his friends and started organizing doo-wop groups on street corners and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is a lot of how those doo-wop bands got started in the first place. They couldn't afford instruments, right? So if they couldn't sing it, they couldn't, you know, they couldn't do it. But listen, here's the thing. He, he, got, he got involved uh, in the village folk stuff in, in New York, and um, he eventually got, he was discovered by a, an agent that got him in to uh, record some records with Douglas Records. And he signed on with the same manager, Albert Grossman, that represented Bob Dylan. I'll be darned. So there you go. That's a good start. Well, he landed, because of that, he landed a record deal with uh, Verve Folkways, and uh, he released a couple of, you know, minor little albums. Now, here's the thing. Uh, he was the first act booked to perform at Winfield. Uh, Winfield. Oh. Well, I got Winfield on my yeah, mind. Yeah, well, I can understand. Woodstock. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, the, the second act... It was late showing up because, you know, there were these incredible traffic jams. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he kept being asked to extend his set. He was only supposed to play for like, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. Right. Well, in his memory, he played for like three hours. Okay. (laughs) Did he really? No. The record would show he played for about 52 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It just seemed like three hours. And he said, I'd already played every song I knew. So I was just like, you know... Making stuff up, trying to figure out what to do. Well, if you ever watch the Woodstock movie or listen to that recording, you'll hear him going, "More monitor, please. I need more." Yeah, he was fake. He was trying to. He was killing He's time, stretching, huh? Trying to figure out what to do. You know, for that crowd, he could have just played the same song he, over he, and well, over Well, he pretty much did. <laughs> <laughs> he finally got into. He finally got under riffing on this this song. Uh, he played "Motherless Child," right? Which he yeah. played for a long time. Right. And I mean, you know, and, and he yeah. and really. But that is like a quintessential, and it made his entire career. Wow! From that yeah. point on. Yeah, you know, so, so the, the the guy on the side of the stage was doing this stretching. Thing yeah, with yeah, his hands longer, longer, longer. No, there's still so not here. Jams he out some more. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody remembers who the yeah. second act that was at Woodstock. Yeah, but everybody remembers the first act on. Uh, that's now awesome. listen, his career w- did all kinds of. He ended up doing a lot of music for commercials and stuff. Okay, he even did one for Dial Soap. Listen to this. Oh yeah. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad to know you be your best today? Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad there's down to make you feel that way? Aren't you glad for being together? Aren't you glad when people smile? 
You know, that sounds like from the era when the, I'd like to teach the world to it, sing. He did one for Folgers Coffee. Oh, wow. He did one for Amtrak. Well, good for him. Yeah, man. He, it's like, that's money in the bank right there. That's money in the bank right there. <laughs> that's great. So, okay, so now I'm going to go to one of his production pieces, right? This is this is a piece he did uh, from an album he recorded in 1966. It's a really cool uh, tune. It's called Handsome Johnny. Hey, look yonder, tell me what's that you see. Marching to the fields of Concord Looks like handsome Johnny with a musket in his hand Marching to the Concord War Hey, marching to the Concord War Hey, look yonder, tell me what's that you see Marching to the fields of Gettysburg Looks like handsome Johnny with a flintlock in his hand Marching to the Gettysburg War Hey, marching to the Gettysburg War And it's a long, hard road It's a long, hard road It's a long, hard road Hey, the farm will be Hey, look yonder, tell me what you see Marching to the fields of Dunkirk Looks like handsome Johnny with a carbine in his hand Marching to the Dunkirk War Hey, marching to the Dunkirk War Hey, look yonder, tell me what you see Marching to the fields of Korea Looks like handsome Johnny with an M1 in his hand Marching to the Korean War Hey, marching to the Korean War And it's a long, hard road It's a long, hard road It's a long, hard road Hey, before What you see, marching to the fields of Vietnam. Looks like handsome Johnny with an M15 marching to the Vietnam War. Hey, marching to the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Hey, look yonder, tell me what you see. Marching to the fields of Birmingham. Looks like handsome Johnny with his hand rolled in a fist Marching to the Birmingham War Hey, marching to the Birmingham War Hey, what's the use of singing this song? Some of you are not even listening Tell me what it is we've got to do Wait for our fields to start listening Hey, wait for the bullets to start a whistling. Hey, here comes a hydrogen bomb. 
And here comes the guided patrol. Here comes the hydrogen bomb. I can almost hear it whistle. I can almost hear it whistle. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Jam, man. Yeah, I remember that song. That's a good one. Yeah, it's it kind of a flashback. Yeah, isn't it? yeah it sure is. Hey, Leo, we are out of time. We are out of time. Yeah. We got some business to take uh, care of. Yeah. Because I want to get outside here. I do, too. Okay. Um, but we got to figure out where we're going next All week. right. First of all, we got to get the dart thing. So uh, let's see. I threw the dart last time. So I'll get the map. Get the map. It's back here. In the- it's way in the back. Yeah. Hey, get my Carmen Miranda hat while you're out okay, there. Okay. Yeah, they'll love that. Mission. They will. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got let me it? put it up here. Um, all right. Uh, okay. It's good. All right. Good. Okay, all right. Uh, get the dart. I got the dart. Hey, spoon thrower. Two. 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 Uh, you got to get rid of some of these spoons. Uh, no. Okay, I got it. Okay. I got it ready. Yeah, I'm Are ready. ready? hmm get, get in the circle. I'm in the circle. Oh, okay. All right. One, two, two, three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh, oh, oh man. Whoa. East Coast oh, and man. down. I was Florida. kind of more middle, but I got off. I got off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, White Springs, Florida. Oh, White Springs. Yeah, well, I got some driving to do. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a thanks, lot. Thanks for the throw, Leo. <laughs> uh, oh, well, what, whatever. We we'll can do, do that. We have to do. Okay. Hey, this has really been an interesting it's show. It's been a very different yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, it really has. So, uh, but uh, we'll be we'll get back and do this again next week. Uh, but in the meantime, we got some music. We to got play. some music to play, and everybody's yeah. out there already let's playing. Go, let's go do that. Let's uh, go play uh, some hey, music. this has been the Americana Road Show right here on Truckers, Truckers Radio USA. USA. Remember to look out behind you. It's the Derriers. Hey, look! Wait up, everybody! Here we're coming. Here we're coming. All right. 